What is up? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I am your host, Brett McGrath. It's actually Tuesday as we're dropping this. We didn't. We don't want to drop new content on the holiday. You're all relaxing, taking some time away from work, and hopefully this podcast, hopefully you had a good long weekend. I am bringing on Mindy Metz, who is part of the sales team at The Juice. I wanted to talk with her about what she is doing to approach the market and start conversations. What is the modern way to do sales outreach? I think she's got a lot of really good insight. And I got feedback from someone during a webinar who she had reached out to who said, hey, Mindy, on your team, she's doing outreach the right way. I actually sent her stuff to my team. So I wanted to dig in and learn from her. If you like what we're doing over here, follow, subscribe, do all those things. Most importantly, tell a marketing buddy that you're enjoying Modern Day Marketer. Without further ado, Mindy's up. Let's kick it to the conversation. What is up? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. This version of the podcast is going to have a little bit of a maybe sales twist, um, I'll say. And I think it's important as marketers, we work a lot with our sales team. We interact with salespeople regularly, thought it was a good opportunity. Actually, um, we were in Slack thread and uh, Jonathan, who you all know, who comes on the show often said, hey, I think I think Mindy should be on the podcast. And I was thinking about it for a minute and not necessarily evaluating like if she should or not, but I was like, what would be something fun to talk about? And I figured like Mindy's out there on the streets doing outreach, trying to create conversations for the juice. So let's dive into that topic and learn a little bit about her process. So I am joined by Mindy Metz, who is on the sales team at the juice. Mindy, welcome to the pod. How are you? Thank you. I'm stellar living my best life. Uh, It's been a dream of mine since joining the company to be on the podcast. So I'm really excited here in the month of May for this situation. Yeah. And I want, I actually wanted to like rev it up a little bit and maybe we can, so this will go live. Uh, we'll be, we're going to do, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. So why don't you tell the audience? Cause by the time this goes live, it will be just on the other side of why we're excited, but tell the audience what you're gearing up for. And then I'm going to ask you a very pointed question. So what are you excited about going into this weekend? I am wildly excited to attend my 18th Indianapolis 500. Scott Dixon is currently sitting on the pole and it's not going to rain and it's going to be 82 degrees and I have a thousand different sunscreens packed and I am excited. So how do you put, I think when people think about the Indy 500 and racing, like if you're, if you're not from Indianapolis or you haven't experienced it's really experienced it. It's really hard to put it into perspective, but like, why does it, why do you get so excited about it? Maybe like set the stage on like what you're about to walk into this weekend. Sure. So my grandpa, my dad's dad bought three tickets, three original tickets in turn three. Um, let me think 60, 63 years ago, I believe. And it has just been ingrained in our family for so long. And I remember being really young and my dad waking up and leaving at 5 a.m. on Sunday of race day. And he had all of his sandwiches packed and his cold chicken wings. And I would watch on the TV and go, this is so boring. They don't look like they're going very fast. And then Mindy Metz got talked into it one year by Dave Metz and my entire world was changed. It's like 
400, 450,000 people. It's all of your greatest friends forever, but it's people that you see once a year, every year at the track. And I have plenty of friends that I don't necessarily go to the race with, but they have the same story. It's like the same group of people get together on this one weekend and they camp and they hang out. The culture is just so cool. It's really cool for Indianapolis. It's actually the reason I moved to Indianapolis from Wabash, Indiana. I wanted to be here for the month of May. Yeah, it's just electric and the drivers are all so cool and the people that work in the industry are so cool. And it's just, it's unlike any sport, I guess is the best way to describe it. It's kind of unlike anything else in the sporting world. I love it. And before we completely transition to off the, the 500 talk, put you on the hot seat. Who is going to win this race? Who, what's your prediction? Wow. <laughs> I, I have two. My you got to pick one. Only, only oh. one. Only one. <laughs> okay. My gut, my gut in- instinct is hello. Okay. That's okay. my gut in- instinct. First time winner is what you're predicting. That um, is what should, I'm predicting. Should be a fun, exciting race. And it maybe what seems like a race is being a sales professional in B2B, right? The clock always... It keeps restarting. I think we just had, it's how fast we moved. It seems like we just moved into the new quarter, but it's almost the the first month is almost over. And I know it's a, it's a grind sales numbers, outreach. What I want to start, what I want to do, I want to kind of talk to kind of the modern way to perform outreach, because I think some of the ways that you are connecting with people in market to start conversations is how I would want to be reached out to and connected with as a marketer. So I want to think this would be good conversation, but maybe we start here. Like it's, I think it's so hard to come from a place of abundance and not think transactionally about everything you do, but like maybe talk a little bit about your mindset and mentality when you're, when you're trying to book a meeting. Yeah. First and foremost, my day in and day out is basically finding brands or people that create content that stands out. It's eye-catching. It's very well-written. I understand what they're talking about. So it's written for a real audience. And the juice, we offer something that content marketers or marketers in general that have a focus on content need. And it's my job to connect those dots. And so... That's, that's exactly what I'm trying to do day in and day out of you have great content. Let's see where I can help you from the juice in your content or your content reach, your brand affinity, your content distribution, maybe helping on the sales side, whatever it is, the juice can help with that. And so that's solely my role of how do I then explain that and connect those dots basically. So with the research component, obviously with our product, we we have a we host a lot of B2B content. And you mentioned eye-catching, it resonates. Like what are the types of things that you are seeing B2B marketers or, or successful content teams? Like what are the things that stand out to you that you're like, okay, this is someone who I think gets it enough for me to reach out with a message to draw a connection. Yeah. First of all, if they have a podcast, for sure, a telltale sign that 
they're in the right direction and I need to kind of go there. Um, I listen to the podcast for sure. I have found that I find many different names overlapping on podcast guests and I go, Oh, I know her. I know him. Da da da. And it's, you know, amongst tens of different podcasts. So that's one that kind of interwoven web of connecting, I think, um, in the B2B world. And then just eye catching alone, there are some pod or some uh, blogs that go with like a theme for their like cover art, if you will, which I always find genuinely fun. Um, and then there are some that just have very cool art about them. Funky marketing is a great example. Very cool art that's all done in their blog. So first and foremost, like finding what looks good is definitely like, like this is appealing. I'm going to go click into this versus maybe, I don't know, I guess like a stock photo, I suppose. There's, there's definitely thought into the, the eye as well. So something you said there that I want to, I want to like raise up and make sure it doesn't get uh, forgotten. You said you pot people with podcasts are a good fit. So there is a qualifier and then it's not just having the podcast, but you say, I listen to the podcast. And then I'm guessing that you listen to the conversation. You pick up on a couple of things that the guests or the host said, and you play that back to them in an email to get their attention, which that's that's not only good sales, it's good marketing. We, we've, we've published so many episodes of this show for so long, and I can count on my hand how many salespeople have reached out to me and said, hey, I listen to Modern Day Marketer. I learned these things about you. Would you have a conversation about this? Because I think we can help with a problem. If someone's doing that, chances are I'm, I'm taking the meeting, but people aren't doing that. So what is that just like being a student, doing the homework? Like you've tried doing it the transactional way. It doesn't work. Like talk a little bit about like that extra work that goes into making that, that piece of outreach um, hit in a way that's different from normal outreach that we all get. I'm going to go a little bit into my background, but I was in the fitness world for years and I learned how to create relationships and how to develop relationships with strangers to make individuals feel comfortable. And you are then in an engaging conversation. And when I got into the B2B SaaS world, I'm like, this is completely different, right? There, there's no way this connects in any way, shape or form. And then <laughs> lo and behold, it's kind of the exact same thing. So I am trying again, to make these connections and these relationships genuinely with people. I, I'm not sending like some, hey, I like your product. Would you want to connect because you have cool content? Like I, that seems really weird to receive and I would not send that. <laughs> and so the whole diving in to actually learn about somebody and hear their, their take on a, on a subject, or maybe even like their relationship with someone else that we know that makes it normal and not strange. And from what I've, it's not like I get a bunch of outreach myself, but from what I've heard, it's like 
outreach is weird and I don't want to be perceived as strange reaching out to you by any means. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to be weird. So <laughs> for that, I'm trying to build the relationship and the way you do that in, in the SaaS world is you got to go find the content and where these people are popping up. I love it. And I just think it's interesting because the, I, I'm, I haven't really thought about it until now, now that I'm having this conversation with you, but it's, we, we are trying to sell to sell to people that create and when you create, you're putting yourself out there, um, your emotions, your opinions, your ideas, what your your philosophies, that's all, you're putting it all out there. So there's that. And then on the back end, like our product, like it's just, it, you know, from a sales professional's perspective, it's just, if you're doing good outreach, it's a, a, a wealth of information. And now you search, find person, find content they, they've written. So it's like a gateway into that individual. So it's just, I don't know, it's not like burning down a list of people and saying, okay, I had a great day. I reached out to 30 people, but it's actually taking the time to understand that people that you're trying to build a relationship are putting that information out there. And you actually have a, a tool, which the tool is also the company that you work for that provides you access to that content, um, which to me seems like a little bit of a unique scenario in the B2B world, but you're using it to your advantage to start the conversation. Yeah. Well, I've also always been of the philosophy. If someone does something well, like let them know. And people are being vulnerable in putting this content out there, their thoughts out there, their intelligence out there. And it's awesome. And people deserve to know that the audience thinks it's good. So I'm here to also tell them like, Hey, your podcast rocks and I, you have great thoughts. And I think that you would fit well in the team that I'm with. So that's the connection typically I make. Do you have any, like when I, when I think about just success stories for you, and this could be winning a deal or not. It could just be like the moment of drawing a connection. Anything specifically stand out to you in terms of like, what is something you've done content related and you, someone responded and they responded positively. Uh, Just talk a little bit about your process, what happened just to, for anyone listening to give them some ideas on what you're doing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Is it, is it ridiculous? I can't actually think of a specific example, but I know that this has happened like 15 times. So this story has happened a lot where I listen to, I listen to all kinds of B2B marketing podcasts, you know, since joining the juice, it's now become definitely like a little bit of a passion of like finding (laughs) good B2B marketing content. Um, it even pops up now on my Instagram. Oh God. So deep where You're in I, deep. I am. I really am. It's, there's no going back at this point, but I, I have a specific example. I got one. So I found a really interesting new newsletter that I joined. I'm also into the newsletter world now. And the person posted on LinkedIn about their newsletter And it was a topic kind of on like modern day marketing and someone commented and gave their own take. 
and it aligned very well with what we do day in and day out. And so I found her and on her LinkedIn, the first post that she had was promoting a podcast that she had been a guest on. And I was like, oh, well, let me go take a look at this. So I go and I listen to that podcast and it was awesome, naturally. And so I reached out to her and the, po- the podcast actual host themselves and talked about, I always talk about my routes on how I got there. I never like, hey, mm-hmm. stumbled upon your podcast. I'm like, I actually, I did this and then this happened and then this and da, da, da. <laughs> and both of them booked meetings. Both of them were successful in the sense that, you know, a second meeting was booked. And that's kind of like the waiting period at this point, but it struck conversations and we were able to connect personally as well as genuinely like on their content strategy and how it aligns again with the juice and how the juice can help them with their own, with their own content program. So. I, I, I love the, just putting it all out there and sharing all the details it makes it real and it makes you a real person. And I, I think the more you make yourself vulnerable and the more you put it all out there, that speaks to me. Like I'm, that's going to, I'm, that's going to draw a connection with me. And it just, I'm curious on why more people in B2B don't do that. Do you think it's because like they're part of this system and they're being managed to the system and there's like, very metrics driven, or do you think, is it something different? Do you think? I, I would think the first thing that you said, and I, I feel like I am very lucky in my first like outbound sales role to not necessarily be held to like, you have to send a hundred emails every day. It's I like, I'm tied to, we're trying to get meetings booked. You know, Mm -hmm. we're trying to create these conversations and these connections and which goes back to what we talk about all the time, which is quality over quantity. And I've, I've done before, um, to see if it worked (laughs) a quantity situation where I'm not joking. I probably sent like 600 total emails. (laughs) You're killing the brand. You're yeah. killing the brand. I tried it very early one time and it it did nothing happened. I didn't and nothing. I didn't. And, but it's because I just sent a very like generic little deal and I'm like, yeah, okay, this doesn't work. And I never did that again. <laughs> you, you live, you live and you learn. So I'll, I'm going to, I'll put this out there just so everyone can, can, I'm going to give you some flowers. Uh, I was, on a webinar uh, last week and we were getting going and someone saw you pop in. That was part of the uh, company that I was working with. And um, the VP of marketing said, Oh yeah, I know her. She's on the juice of sales team. And I was like, "Uh Oh, like what's going to happen next? She's like, she actually sends really good emails. And I send them to our sales team and say, Hey, we should send emails like this. And I was like, that's, that's awesome. So, so whatever you're doing is working enough that people are talking about your emails behind the scenes. And like, again, like maybe that email doesn't start the conversation right then, but when they have the issue and they know the juice solves, they're going to remember that email. So I think that's, what's important. 
interestingly enough, I know exactly the email that I sent. And <laughs> it was it was when Taylor Swift re-released yes. her red album. <laughs> and all the B2B marketers were jumping on it and getting hype on how she did it, basically. And also now my computer's listening to me suggesting music. So oops. Let's but. hear T Swift. <laughs> what are we what's coming on next? I know. Um, and I commented or not commented, but emailed and said something along the lines of like, I just need you to know my greatest or my favorite um Hollywood feud of all time is Taylor Swift versus Kanye West. So good job on your on your comparison here on B2B marketing and Taylor Swift's red album. And they liked that. <laughs> and it really it. is my favorite view. <laughs> I, I believe it. Trust me. I've, I've heard your Kanye hype uh, enough. Um, let's close it out with this, Mindy. This has been fun. Uh, what maybe what advice do you have for people in your position in, in B2B just regarding like your time at the juice, what you found works, you know, the, I think about what's normal and that's the volume driven stuff that when it hits my inbox, I hit delete and say, please never email me again. But, you know, the messages that we just talked about are the ones that resonate. Uh, maybe share some like advice you have with any sales pros and B2B on what you've learned um, in working here and just, yeah, anything you want to share here. I would say that, and I don't know if this is uh, a good trait or not, but if I don't get a meeting, I take it a little personally in the sense that where did I not connect well, so I, I've researched the same individual, you know, 10 different times, finding new pieces that maybe, maybe that piece will resonate with them. Maybe this LinkedIn post that they had in these comments would resonate with them better. Um, so I would say making the connections on different channels. I mean, you can use, you can use Twitter, you can use LinkedIn. And, and I don't mean in the sense of like you connect and then you go, Hey, do you want a demo? Like not that type of situation, but genuinely interacting. It's, it's a care from your side that you care what they're putting out there. You care what they're doing and you're interested and you think it'd be beneficial of the two sides kind of coming together for a conversation. I mean, you're not, you're not asking something intense uh, right off the bat by any means. It's, do you think we could benefit from talking to each other, right? So I, I would say that there's obviously always the, the tips and tricks of how to make your subject line stand out and all that good stuff. But I think it comes down to just doing the homework in a meaningful way. It's no longer like helpful to just go onto someone's LinkedIn and see that they are scuba certified and just say like, Hey, I saw your scuba certified. Cool. Right. Like not quite the homework I mean, but like things that are relevant and make sense as to why you would be connecting on that. So. Ton of a good insight and knowledge shared. Mindy, thank you for being on. We'll have to get you back on to talk more about sales stuff. Make sure you Enjoy the race. Get the waters in in between. It's good to stay hydrated. Um, thanks for coming on. We'll have to get you back on. Thank you very much. Had a great time. I will reiterate this 
and I said this in the conversation, we as creators put so much of our thoughts, ideas, philosophies out there. Sales, do the work. Listen to what we have to say on the channels that we are creating on, and that probably will give you something good to use to get our attention and start a conversation. You take care of yourself, take care of others around you. We'll be back with more Modern Day Marketer on Friday. Take care.